Hey guys, welcome to WWNT Nerd Alert. I am your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. Fetch Ekris is sleeping. She is in bed right now because she is very tired. Um, she wishes she could be with us, but she had an exhausting day, and she will be here next week. So you know what that means. As usual, it's just the two of us. All that nice sweetness and everything is thrown yeah. out the window. It's just the two bowls. It's it's turned in for the night to cuddle up with a pillow. Yeah. So I guess I, I will go into some news since we have a little bit more breathing room with Fedra not being here. Um, but I did want to ask you, have you seen any movies you want to talk about? Have I lately? seen any movies? Well, I well, know one that you saw. The last cinematic feast for the senses that I saw was none other than Cocaine Bear. What'd you think of that? <clears throat> um, I enjoyed the sheer insanity of it. Uh, for entertainment value, was it as good as Violent Night? No, <laughs> it wasn't that good. But who, is, who decided to go see that? Was it you or your wife? Are you kidding? My wife wanted nothing to do with that movie. Oh, my you son and I went. I Oh, you say, oh, your wife didn't go at all. So it was just oh, you no. and Patrick? She didn't want to go see Violent Night. She didn't want to see Cocaine Bear. So it had to be Patrick. Patrick wanted to go see it. Yes. All right. You know, because we've both seen bears in the wild out while we're camping. And Snip, uh, course, snorting cocaine? These, of course, none of these bears were high on cocaine riding that train. I heard it's... It's somewhat a true story because there was a bear that ended up getting some cocaine and he ate it. That, go, that's supposedly the way it is. It says that. It says this is based partially on a true story. Well, the whole which thing is, is basically there was a cane, a bear, they ate some cocaine, and that was the end of the true story because yeah. all of the people being killed and the insanity of, you know, the mother saving her child from a cave full of cocaine whacked out bears. Oh, so you there know. were more than one cocaine bear? Well, there was one cocaine bear, and then the cocaine bear had babies. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. So. So they were crack babies? <laughs> crack bears? Um, for, yeah, for lack of a better term, yes. Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, but like I said, they didn't get, they didn't focus on the crackhead bake cubs <laughs> until later in mm. the movie but i mean there were just some funny funny scenes like you they've shown it in the trailers where you know these these two na naturalist people out looking they're like oh look there's a bear and then they like look away and they look back and the bear is like halfway between closed half the distance between them and they're like Oh, maybe we should go away. And they look away, and then the bear is like right next to them. It's full of sight gags like that. And like I said, it was a fun movie. Um, it wasn't a great movie, but it was fun. I do have to say, they did have a breakout star in it. There was mm -hmm. there Carrie Russell was in it, and oh, she really? played the mom, and her daughter, and her daughter's friend uh 
were out in the forest. Well, the little guy who played the daughter's friend was hysterical. Oh, he, yeah? This kid was great. I mean, he, he pulled that line between saying those absurd things that a kid would say in these type of movies, plus having, like, genuine funny freakouts. So, like I said, I hope that kid, and I don't remember his name, but I hope he gets more work because I think he is some, he could be definitely somebody to watch is that like neurotic kid. Oh, that's uh, cool. and, and like I said, he was just funny as hell. Okay. So, uh, and Carrie Russell is always a joy to watch, you know? So, uh, now, I know you were a big camper. Like you've camped a lot in your life. Well, you're an Eagle Scout, scout you know, and your son's an Eagle Scout and all that. Um, so what's the deal? So have you ever seen any bears or? Yes. We what, were, do you, uh, what do you do when you see a bear? Well, uh, my dad was also a forest ranger in Alaska, if you remember. Um, nope, I don't remember that. You don't remember? You don't remember his crazy Alaska stories? No. Uh, well, some background. My dad, after the Navy, heard that there's a lot of opportunity up in Alaska. And a guy said, oh, Joe, come on up. We'll get you settled. You know, it's a lots of opportunity. You definitely find work up there. You'll find everything. Great life. So my dad, after he got home after the Navy, made his way across America playing his guitar in bars. Really? You know, I, see, I don't know this crap at all. I, you don't, I'm sure you just don't know. No, you didn't tell me, and your father didn't tell me. Oh, and now you see, I... See, that's what I don't understand because my dad told everybody these stories. But um, so anyway, my dad made his way across America uh, playing his guitar in like bars and restaurants, wherever he could just to get to the next stage until he got to Seattle. And he was catching a plane, small plane up to Juneau, Alaska. And while he was on the plane flying, he got into a blizzard, a snowstorm, and the plane crashed into the mountain. Jesus. <laughs> so here is my dad. Who did he eat? <laughs> huh? Who did he eat? Nobody. This was not that kind of story, Joe. Sorry. Did you have like an uncle that you didn't tell me about? That <laughs> There's an uncle I never liked. I never <laughs> mentioned. No. So um, anyway, my dad and a couple and two other guys, you know, they're only a small Seska plane. Um, they found their way through the wilderness by waiting at night and they could see the lights from Juneau airport. So at night they'd hunker down for the day and make their way as best they could. Uh, and at night they would follow the lights to Juneau. So he got there and because he studied forestry in college, he became a forest ranger. So he told us stories about being all out in the forest. Um, because my dad's job, my dad was a crack shot. Um, super marksman skills. So as a forest ranger, he had to take care of the different bears that would go and start harassing people. You know, mind you, this is the 50s before, you know, the environmentalists got all up there and everything. So he um, killed bears? Yes. My dad, when there was a bear that was killing livestock or getting threatening to people, they called my dad in 
and my dad would take out the bear. Oh, damn. And he, you know, he tells these stories, but he was like, if you ever see a bear in the forest, the worst thing you could do is run. Because even the big grizzlies can catch a deer within 50 yards. They're fast. They, you, you wouldn't think it looking at them, but they're very fast. So uh, that came into mind when <laughs> I was camping. The so what do, you, do you play dead like they do in cartoons? No, no, not at all. Um, that we had, they used to give you these big metal boxes to put your food in to discourage the bears from getting your food. Well, we were camping and we had all our food in the bear, in the bear box. And we just hear this huge crash and a huge commotion outside. We all look out of our tents. And uh, Neil say they didn't spend a lot of money on that bear box because this bear just ripped it to pieces. And he was eating our food for the week. So everybody starts freaking out. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't run. Don't do it. He'll chase you down. So uh, we all started making as much noise as possible. Um. Because as my dad put it, make as much noise as possible without being overly threatening because um, the bear will decide that there's easier things to eat than you. Because he said bears are lazy. Bears always go for the easy meal. And sure enough, we made enough noise that the bear stuck its head into our bear box, grabbed a big sack with food, and sauntered off into the woods. So it didn't bother any of us, but uh, we were a little hungry that week at camp. <laughs> That's why I don't go camping. I, I don't trust bears, raccoons, snakes. All Funny point. Stuff. The same bear, there was a kid who got hurt by the bear because this kid was out. And during the night, he went out to do his business and he was half asleep doing his business and he heard something next to him and then the bear licked him Holy crap. oh wow the bear the bear you know he turned around the bear was like right next to him licked him on the face and the kid freaked out ran off in a panic and went off the side of a cliff and he died no but he was oh. he was banged up pretty pretty good oh. so like i said uh the bear the bear didn't hurt him. His own panic did. <laughs> but obviously, this wasn't a very menacing bear if, you know, went right over and licked him like a dog would, you know. But uh, like I said, you know what? You see him in the forest, and you have to keep your cool and keep your wits. Of course, you don't plan that the bear had eaten 20 pounds of cocaine beforehand. <laughs> mm. Like I said, it was an interesting movie. It was a fun movie. Um, was it was super great. No, but you know what? It was entertaining for a couple hours. Oh, that's good. So let me ask you. So I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube. I've been getting on this kick of like Bigfoot videos. So do you believe in Bigfoot or do you think that's BS? I have to say I do believe in Bigfoot. Any reason I have why? seen things. Oh, in the forest when you were camping? Yes. Okay, do tell. No. No, you're not going to tell? I'm not going to tell this one because then people will be like, Jack's totally gone off his rocker tonight. First, he's talking about facing down bears in the woods, and now he's going to talk about Bigfoot. So, no, I'm not going to tell that story. Maybe another time. 
Well, I just been watching a lot of videos on YouTube, just trying to see if uh, someone's captured a really good video of Bigfoot. And basically, it's always questionable. You got a lot. What bothers me is with the technology that we have now, with the iPhones and the drones, mm -hmm. no one can get a clear shot of this damn thing. They're all grainy. They're all out of focus. They're all... In terrible shape, I know. I mean, I, I am sure there are a ton of hoaxes out there. There's guys in costumes or whatever, or they're bears, or I even think some of them are just gorillas that may have escaped the zoo. But well, don't you have those like escaped apes down in Florida or something? Well, they have these things. It, we don't call them Bigfoot in Florida. We call them skunk apes. But yeah, they're basically same, Bigfoot same thing, kind of. Yeah, because Bigfoot apparently smells. He stinks. And um, and a skunk ape does it? No, he does. That's why he's called a skunk ape. Oh. But for some reason, they, they called him the skunk ape down here instead of calling him Bigfoot. And he hangs out in the swamp, so I guess... No, but I he, thought there, there was something about, you know, apes or chimps that got loose and, like, settled into, like, their own little communities down in Florida. I heard something like that, I think, because they used to film the Tarzan movies in Florida. You know, the one with Johnny Westmiller? In Florida? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think some of the apes got loose. Uh, some of the chimps got loose. Um, that's the story I've heard. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw something on it where, where they filmed a lot of the scenes in, in uh, I think it was Crystal key or something like that in, in florida because you couldn't tell if it was africa or florida uh but anyway well, so I, I, I once you get into like the warm parts well yeah i i wouldn't think the fauna in the flora in florida would be like that african looking well it was in black and white too so no it's but like, I, no. I mean just the types of trees and stuff i i don't know we, we, it's, I think they probably put up trees that made it look like it was Africa. Could too. be. But anyway, so I, I watched a lot of videos and uh, there's some that's questionable, you know, like it's possible. But a lot of times, like they're so far out, like they're like maybe a half mile out or a quarter mile out or like looks like Bigfoot's taking a crap somewhere <laughs> and like they're zooming in on his face. And then they move a little quicker and then he just like moves an inch and they run, you know, it's like, oh, I'm out of here. Um, I, you know, it's weird. I think the most um, one that they say is the most realistic is, is the original one, the Patterson video where that was made in the sixties. That's the and one where it's just like him walking or walking by and he turns around at one point and looks at the camera. Yeah. And they had some guy come out and say that that was him in a costume. But uh, I think the other guys that were affiliated or that shot the video said that they didn't know anything about this guy. But I don't know. A lot of people say that if you look at that video, it's a it's a female Bigfoot because she's got boobs. And um, <laughs> just the way she walks, it doesn't walk like a human it's got longer arms, but yeah, I mean, um, could be a guy in a costume, but back in the sixties, uh, but that's the thing back in the sixties, that rusty super, super eight camera 
takes better pictures than all these ultra 4K digital things. I don't know. It's the same thing about UFOs. You know, do I think there's other alien races out there? Yeah, because considering the odds of the cosmos, even just doing the numbers game, there has to be life somewhere else. No, I, I agree. Will we reach it? God knows. But somewhere out there, there's got to be something. Uh, do I believe they're coming here on vacation? Uh, I have a tough time believing that. But um, but like I said, well, no one can take a, a clear picture of these things. No. Well, I think if they are coming here, it's because they're looking at a primitive planet, primitive people like existence existing on a planet that are like so many centuries inferior to them, you know, which is us. Um, but I don't know. I, I sometimes think a lot of times too, it could be time travel. Uh, I don't know. Or, you know, or it's just like them, the military experimenting with, uh, different types of new military weapons or vehicles or whatever. Yeah. But like, I, you know, I see these pictures cause you know, I also, I enjoy falling asleep to those shows on uh, me too on, <laughs> on true TV, you know, paranormal quote on tape. Yeah. Know? Me too. And it just, it just surprised me. Like we were talking to Jim from Los Angeles County and he caught this on camera. Now you're telling me this this is the only guy in Los Angeles who looked up and saw this thing floating in the sky. <laughs> See, that's where I have a hard time believing it. If they were out in the middle of nowhere, it's easier to believe than he's down in central A central LA and he was looking up and he saw these four lights flying in a pattern. Like you're telling me no one else, like in this day and age, with everybody having a camera on their phone. This was the only guy in LA who looked up and took a picture. Well, I think that like in uh, like South American, like over in South America, I, I think that they recorded multiple people taking videos of lights in the sky, like from different areas right. around the city. And that's where it gets a little bit of credence. But when you have like this vid long video from one guy in a populated area, like, yeah, no one else looked up. <laughs> See, this is when we need to Fedra here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's missing a good one tonight. Yeah, she would have definitely enjoyed this because I would have brought in and ghosts and. Why well, I, all I that. naturally believe that we're all descendants of the people from Atlantis. Um, <laughs> you better watch it, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. She loves that stuff. All right. Anyway, getting back into the natural things. Uh, so I saw Creed three, and yeah, that, uh, actually, that I do want to see. I actually I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good. Rocky's out of the picture now, so it's just Creed. Is he just I, out of the picture, or is he dead? No, he's not dead. Um, but they don't really address him at all. They just basically they'll mention his name. It's kind of I. It's good that he's out of the picture because Creed needs to go off on his own and be his own character. But it's also I feel like it's insulting too, because they have all these pictures of Apollo, and they have one picture of Rocky, and it's probably like way, 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 way back in the in the gym that they train at, and it's blurry. 
Because you know? <laughs> uh, Stallone had a, a problem with them. I, I know he produced it, but I think that he basically walked away from the series and he's never going to work with them again. Uh, it's kind of sad because he created all these characters. He created Creed. He created Adonis Creed. Apollo Creed, Adonis Creed. And now I heard like Michael B. Jordan wants to uh, start a Creed verse. You know, like where this characters, yeah, characters from the movie going on and having their own movies or TV shows, and I'm like, what do you mean you want to create this? Stallone was the one that created all this stuff. You can't take, you know, credit for what he did. I, I just don't like Michael B. Jordan. Well, um, it also it also comes down to, it's that franchise mindset. Not everything needs to have a friend. What's worse. It used to be everything needed to be a franchise. Now everything needs a universe. Yeah. And like I said, that's that's getting kind of ridiculous. Like, I know we don't talk about it on the show here, but um, I started watching the Mayfair Witches, which was a series of books by Anne Rice. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Fedra should have been here. Well, I, I can take or leave the books. Um, well, for example, I enjoyed the first Vampire Lestat book, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, I like those too. The second one, eh, not as much. By the Queen of the Damned, I was done. Um, the Mayfair Witches, I did read the first two. Uh, but I know they've continued them on. But now when you watch it, like, the first tagline can't, comes up is like, the immortal universe. Because now, you know, they're tying all, they're making Anne Rice's stuff all tied together. And I think she started doing that towards the end of her book series. Uh, I'm not sure where she is with it anymore, but like, you know what, we don't, we don't need a universe on everything. You know, leave the vampires to the vampires, leave the witches to the witches. You know, they don't need to all co coalesce into this one hmm universal mess uh the same way uh like universe like universal tries to keep doing with the old monster properties yeah yeah you know can't we just ha can't you just make a decent frankenstein movie without trying to tie it into something else make make a good wolfman movie a good dracula movie you know and stop thinking of how can we turn this into a series you know, because some of these characters just they just work better on their own. I just like the old. I like the old Universal stuff. I'm fine. Or when they're that. teamed up with uh, with Abbott and Costello, you know, then they're then they're classics. You can't go wrong with that. Mm. But uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I I enjoyed I enjoyed Frankenstein, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. She had all of them in there. But yep. you know, I mean, not everything needs to be a universe. Well, in this and I movie, can't imagine Creed being a Creed universe. He's he's the central character to it. Well, like, the first fight that he has in the movie, he's fighting the boxer in the first movie, the British guy that went to the jail at the end. So he fights him. So I think he wants to do something with him. And then they want to do something with Drago's son, where they want to make a movie about Drago's son and Drago. And that, I think that's why Stallone left. He says... You're going to ruin the franchise. You're going to oversaturate it. But he wasn't helping any by making Creed 
And then he wanted to make Rocky seven too. It's like, no, there's enough Rockies. And then a good note, because Rocky Balboa was a good movie. I, yeah, I would Rocky, not make... it, Rocky Balboa was an enjoyable movie. It wasn't it great, but it wasn't too bad. It sounded to me from what I read about Rocky seven, like he kind of published like his uh, synopsis of what it was. It sounded like he was going to run for mayor of Philadelphia or something like that. Like the mob was getting involved and he wanted to fight crime and Adrian was going to be back, uh, you know, in flashbacks. And it's like, nah, we don't need that crap. You know, yeah. it just leave it on a good note. Rocky Balboa ended on a good note. Um, but this one, it's got Jonathan Majors as his opponent, and he was was Kang in uh, Ant Man mm -hmm. and the Wasp: Quantumania. Um, he's a good actor; I like him. And Dan, that guy's body was incredible. Good lord, he would if this was real life, he would have killed Michael B. Jordan. It's just amazing. Michael B. Jordan is no slouch either. He looked incredible too, but. Uh, that guy, Jonathan Majors, was on another level. Um, so well, I, I don't remember. Is Creed considered the character Creed? Of course, is he considered a heavyweight boxer? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I was Michael B. Jordan doesn't have that that look of being, you know, like I I've been watching a he's lot a phenomenal, of he's in phenomenal shape. I'll agree, but he's not big like. Evander Holyfield or Mike well, Tyson. We well, remember hearing of Rocky Marciano, right? Yeah, but that's he a different was, age, though. He was 185 pounds, and he was the heavyweight champion. Yeah, but that was a different age. They all the guys all weren't the size of these monsters they are now. Well, now uh, boxing is is just basically dying, like. Everyone's in the UFS and MMA, UFC and MMA, and boxing is a bit of a joke now. Like where they stop the fights too early, the, the rounds there's less rounds. But anyway, getting back to this movie, um, it, it was a kind of a ripoff of Rocky three, four, and five. But I still enjoyed it. You, you know, like how something can be a ripoff of something. But it could be a good ripoff of something, and, that, and that's what this was. So I, I liked it. I did not like the the last fight. It was too artistic. He was like trying all this stuff, like where he's fighting in Dodger Stadium, which I don't know if they fight outdoors anymore. I don't think they do that. But it, Dodger Stadium isn't isn't that too big? Yeah, like they had like about. I don't know how many people fit in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, like you could see like Madison Square Garden because even if you're in the top row, at least you could still make out the guys. Like you're in Dodger Stadium and you're yeah, you back a see bit. You're not, you're not seeing anything. Yeah, if you're in the nosebleed seats, you're, you're not going to see much. But yeah, they have big screens. It's like going to a concert. Like whenever I would go to a concert, I'd, I mostly would be looking at the, the giant screen instead of looking at the people playing because I could barely see them. But anyways, I, I, rem I remember seeing Billy Joel and Elton John play at yeah. Yankee Stadium. Did I see that with you? I might have seen that. Oh, no, no, I, I didn't go to Yankee Stadium. It, it was at Yankee Stadium. We were, we were in the back row of the top. <laughs> so literally, we were touching the concrete wall behind the seats at the top. And I remember watching it. 
and I was I kept thinking like the video was off sync from the music and it wasn't it was that we were so far back the sound <laughs> was delayed the I speed mean of sound <laughs> you know and and but like I said that's what I could imagine like watching trying to watch a boxing match from Dodger Stadium be like I saw them at the Meadowlands. I saw Elton John and Billy Joel. It was it was a good concert. I had better seats than you. <laughs> well, you know, those um, weren't. I, I'm not saying they were good seats. They were terrible seats. But at least we got there. But but no. But I'm just saying, like the the boxing in this was it was just over the top. It was like explosions, like they did with Rocky Four. Like where they, when you would punch someone, it'd be really loud, and then all of a sudden, you see him as a, a young kid and his opponent as a young kid because they were friends when they were growing up, and they're about to fight in the ring, and then you see the whole audience disappear. So like if there are eighty thousand people in Dodger Stadium, they're all gone. So it's just the two of them in the ring, and cages are coming up, and it's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> It's just over the top stuff. And the thing that annoys me too. So let me ask you this. All right. Let me ask you this. So did, did, did you see the first two Creed movies? I saw the first two. Here's the thing though. While I remembered the first Creed movie, I know I saw the second one, but I just don't remember anything at all about it. It was, I'm with you. I'm like that too. It was, it was just not memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rocky Two, I remember. You know, like I remember. You know, it starts <laughs> starts off with both of them going to the hospital, and they're yeah. they're starting to argue and fight in the hospital. You know, and different things throughout the movie. But Creed Two, I can't I can't tell you what happened in it. I just remember he got his ass beat by Creed, uh, by uh, Drago, Drago's son, and he almost died. And he was in the hospital, and then Rocky retrained him to fight him a, a different style. That's all I remember. But I don't remember too much of it. Yeah, I was like, I should watch Creed two again because I don't remember that at all. And I'm like you. I remember Creed one like almost from beginning to end. It's, so I guess that wasn't too memorable. Um, yeah, but in the second one, didn't wasn't Rocky going through chemo or something? No, it was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. See, like that—that's—that's that's what I mean. I don't, I don't re really remember what the hell happened in the second one. Well, he wins at the end. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, but in this one, he's uh, so no. So what I wanted to ask you: so you, his girlfriend's deaf. You remember that, or she's she's losing her hearing. She's a musician. Okay. When, no, I don't remember that particular, but yeah, she she was like deaf, but she was a musician and she can hear a little bit with her hearing aids. So they have a daughter, I guess, in the second one, which I barely remember. And uh, so she's born deaf. So is deafness hereditary? It may be. There may be a gene that carries it. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I could be wrong, but or, it just or or well, I I don't know if it's it, maybe maybe it is. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could easily Google it, but I was just I refuse to believe this. This is just more like 
sympathy. Once again, we we need Fedra with her magic. That's true. Google searches on the fly. I'm not going to bother looking for that. But anyway, she's completely deaf. Like the mother is slightly deaf. The daughter is completely deaf. So she can't even talk. So she's mute. And I guess remember they used to call if you couldn't talk, they would call you dumb. I wonder if they got rid of that. Oh, I'm sure they did. They had to have gotten rid of that. I'm sure that the, they've gotten rid of that. The girl's cute, but she reminds me of Harpo Marx. <laughs> you know, she's got like kind of like frizzy hair like him. She makes goofy faces and her eyes bulge out whenever she's doing sign language. And she can't talk. Um, and I kind of laughed whenever I seen her just because she was kind of mean. I know I am mean. Uh, no, it's just like when she was doing sign language and she was trying to communicate with her father, she was making facial expressions and she just was making the goofiest faces. But the whole thing is, it's like they're, she's probably about 10 years old in this. So she is going to be the next Creed. They're pushing her to be the boxer. And he already said that he's doing a Creed for, and uh, he was retired. Well, I'm going to move on. Anyway, it's, it's a decent movie. Go see it. Um, but I don't want to see Creed 4 with his daughter, his his deaf daughter, you know, and him training her. No. <laughs> it's not a bad movie, though. Um, I did watch Toy Story 2 and 3 recently. And damn, those movies are good. Because I watched Toy Story about a month ago. And then I watched 2 and 3 fairly recently. I... I two I think was okay. The first one was a classic because we'd never seen anything about that. Mm. Two is okay, but three is just a beautiful movie, and that's why, like, I just can't bring myself to watch Toy Story four because three had so much heart and ended on such a Dude. good note with these characters that yeah. four was. They're just just cat grab to me. They're just greedy bastards, Disney. Um, because they ended it perfectly in three. Three yeah. is dark as hell, too. There's some humor in it at times, but good lord, there is oh, so but, much darkness in that. But but yeah, there was, but I mean that incinerator scene, like, oh yeah. my god, talk about gut wrenching to anyone if you have a beating heart. <laughs> You actually had to feel emotionally vested in that scene. Otherwise, you were dead inside, Hogarty. You're dead. No, no. I got the chills just watching it before I was watching it. I was like, oh, it's such a cool scene. It's It's got so much. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, heart. I guess heart. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Um yeah, before sucked. I, I had seen that one. This was during the Me Too era, and so they brought Bo Peep back, and she's kind of like a warrior. Now, and she's got a Sporky or whatever the hell is. And Sporky was annoying as hell. Um, it just was so bad. Uh, I I hated it. But again, it, it was just what Disney loves to do is they love to preach. They had to show that Bo Peep was like this ninja, with like she used her her staff as a bow staff and uh, she got rid of her skirt and she had pants on. And I was like, come on guys. You know, it's like not everything has to be uber preachy. Um, but yeah, but you look at, you know, the trilogy of toy story and you look at the crap that they've done in the last five years. 
Pixar and Disney, they should be ashamed. They should be ashamed. And heads should roll. I would say most of the staff should be let go because they're horrible. And they need to bring John Lasseter back because he knew what was going on. They got rid of him, again, because of Me Too. I don't know exactly. I read some of it, but apparently he would go around massaging girls' shoulders and say, oh, you look kind of hot today, you know. And they were like, he harassed me. And they're like, all right, he's got to go. So they got rid of him. Um, but I would bring him back, you know, because they are the bottom of the barrel right now. Universal is doing good with it, is doing better with their animation than, than Disney and Pixar. It's just embarrassing. No, um, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's, it's the, you're, you, you keep hitting it, and we've talked about it on the show. It's the preachiness. You know, the message that you want to put out there should be secondary to a good story. Good story, good characters. You want to say message in a theme? That's fine, but that message should not overtake characters that if you've established characters, all of a sudden they should be waking up one day and saying, hmm, you know, I've never considered the plight of whoever and almost become activists to the cause of the weak. It's... They've, they've got to get away from that. I mean, I, I have to say, honestly, um, so you, you never saw Lightyear, did you? No, I never did. And it wasn't only from you. It was I heard about the problems with that movie from numerous people where I have to say Joe Hogarty is not alone. He must. He has a friend or two on his long. Yeah, right. um, One and a half. Well, <laughs> he has some friends from the gym. You're yeah. right, Joey. I got more friends from the gym, my pal. Let me tell you. I bet. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's like I, I heard that from so the similar themes from so many people. And it's just, you know what? It killed interest in me. And I remember when I saw the trailer for Lightyear, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Well, no, I heard enough of the bad word of mouth on it that I just never bothered watching it. It's just the wokeness and the inclusiveness crap that they pushed. They didn't have to go as far as they did. What bothered me the most is that his famous line to infinity and beyond, they implied that his black lesbian friend, um, she was the one that came up with half of it. And it's, it's like, don't do that. That's like a famous line. You could have given her her own line to do, but why that would that would take creativity it's easier to co-op something that's already popular which yeah. is the problem yeah that's it's just and like she had a granddaughter i liked her granddaughter more because a granddaughter was more natural where she could make mistakes and she was you know didn't have confidence in herself but anyway that movie sucks looks nice and everything and chris evans too they brought him in because again, Pixar and they, he, even him, his comments also turned me off. Yeah. And it, that turned you know? a lot of people off too. I'm glad it, it did as poorly as it did at the box office. Um, but they don't learn from their mistakes. No, they don't. They when don't. are they going to learn from their mistakes? Like, like we saw the Peter Pan trailer and it's like, Oh my gosh. 
it's like they just keep doubling down. It's like almost like they're doing it for themselves. They're not doing it to make money. They're not doing it for the audience. They're just like, you know. And you know, and 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 we've talked offline about it too, about the Peter Pan trailer. And it is what people are freaking out about is not what annoyed me the most about the trailer. I honestly don't care if they cast a black actress as Tinkerbell. I honestly don't care about that. What bothers me more is the wokeness that was so put forward in the trailer with the Lost Boys. I agree. That that bothered me the most. That that bothered me the most because you know, that was literally in the movie saying, Yeah, so what? You know, we don't care about what this what the story says, you know. Yeah, we won't put girls as make girls the lost boys. It's called lost boys. It's not called lost people, not lost children. They're the lost boys. And, and I saw you have the I girls the girls stand up and say, Yeah, so what? It's like okay, well that's that's the writers telling, you know, the audience, yeah, well if you don't like it, choke on it. You know, it's like okay, I I won't choke on it. I'm not going to give you my money. Congratulations, you've done your job. And again, I don't remember the the original story. Uh, what was it that was it Barry? I, I forget his name. Whoever wrote it, but he was an Englishman, and it was about like a boy living, I guess, like maybe in the the early 1900s, and um, he was orphaned and, or ran away from home found Neverland, recruited other British orphans, you know, to be part of the Lost Boys. Uh, and they threw that out all out of the door for inclusiveness. They're like, this is more important. The story is not important, but we need to show everyone that we are pushing equity, not equality. We are pushing equity where it's right. like you had your chance. Now it's wrong for us to portray like a, a certain race or gender because uh, you've been in movies way too long uh, and which again, two wrongs don't make a right. You, you could make original stories with, with inclusive characters, but. Well, it's, it's, but it's even stuff with, with exactly what you said, how the press junkets, several different news shows were talking about it and they're like, yeah, it follows the adventures of Wendy's Wendy as she fights against Captain Hook. Wait, Wendy isn't supposed to fight Captain Hook. It's supposed to be Peter Pan. Peter Pan and Hook fight. You know, Wendy isn't supposed to fight him. And then if you look on the other hand that, you know, Captain Hook must be a pretty rotten pirate if a, if a little girl who's never, bit, never held a sword before uh, is able to hold off a life, a, a man with a lifelong career in piracy, you know, like. <laughs> Plus, Wendy is supposed to be the mother figure in this yeah, story. But, okay, she could be the mother figure, but that no, no, make but, her a good sword fighter. No, but she, she, by her being the mother figure, like in the anima animated movie and in, and in the book, it convinces the Lost Boys that they want a mother and that they want to come back to England. But in this one, she's a freaking warrior, you know. Yeah. 
you see in the trailer where she's like fighting three pirates at once and she right. easily defeats but them. What, what, what the heck? Where did where did this girl learn how to fight pirates? Peter Pan at least has the you know edge that he's able to fly around. You know. Well, that's the whole thing. It, it was supposed to go to the movies. It's going right to Disney Plus. Why? Same thing with Pinocchio. That was supposed to go to the movies. Oh, I didn't, right now, Plus. I didn't hear here. I didn't hear that's going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, it's going straight to Disney Plus. So it's going straight to the Disney dumping ground. Yeah. I mean, which I'm surprised the Little Mermaid is not going. I think that they they realize that they can't, you know, because if they do, they're gonna come off as racist by uh having a black little mermaid and saying, well, she, she can't, uh, they're probably sweating because people are not really responding well to the trailer. So if they release the movie and it bombs, it, it's just going to look bad. But if they release it on Disney plus and it bombs, they're still going to look bad. It, it's just stupidity on their part. And, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the but I will say, the, you know, the one thing what Peter Pan did is that everyone was united with this, that they hated it so much. And they said, enough is enough, Disney. I mean, even like, you know, the people that you would say are considered woke, they're getting fed up with this stuff. It's almost like, you know, you're patting us on the head and saying, you see, you can be characters that once were just like regular people. You know, it's they they don't have faith in races or genders to navigate their own movie so they just give them like hand-me-downs basically uh it's, it's wrong and i i i'm i hope disney is is reading comments from well, i i don't i don't when when you have the roles of like ariel or tinkerbell i wouldn't say those roles are like hand-me-downs but their role their roles are being co-opted for this message that they're pushing, that they're being co-opted for this agenda. And, you know, it's just like Walt Disney built a whole empire around creating stories and characters that are beloved by people for generations. What's wrong with these people now? They can't create anything. All they can do is rehash and co-op the stuff that's gone before, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand what Disney is going for I anymore. I don't know Disney. You know, I never met him, <laughs> but I, I don't think he'd be happy with what they're doing right now, especially what they did with Splash Mountain, you know, trying to convey that that was a racist ride because it was based on a racist movie. Walt Disney did not see find that movie racist. And like I told you, I had seen that movie recently and I did not find that racist. It's just people that think that they know better, you know, feel like they have to change the world and they're doing it for the good of everyone. Then they're not, they're just doing it for the good of themselves. Exactly. All right, let's get going here. I was going to do news, but we <laughs> spent so much time on this stuff. Screw it. Let's get into the Mandalorian. So this new episode was called The Minds of Mandalore. Uh, what'd you think, Jack? I liked it. I think that um, I was a little disappointed that they didn't go more into the history of Mandalore. Like, 
he's walk he's walking through these ruins. Like instead of just looking at the ruins, I almost would have liked like as as he's talking to Groku, you know, you saw the ruins, you know, fade into the background and we could see what Mandalore was actually like a little bit more before the Empire trashed it. Um kind of I hate to use the term info dump, but like I almost I almost would have liked to have seen a little bit more world building in the episode. Because, you know, while Bo Katan is like, oh, there's nothing here, it would have been nice to see if the if the Mandalorian could have been like, Yeah, this is what it used to be like. And we can rebuild this. We can make this make it what it was before, you know, if we all started getting our acts together. I would have liked to seen something like that. But I did think it was pretty cool. I did like the fact that, uh, you know, the whole thing of the planet being poisoned was a lie that was orchestrated, you know, because, yeah, it does have breathable air. Yeah, there is still life on the planet. And um, it did have things I was curious about, like when he went into the waters and there was that big creature mm -hmm. that has managed to stay alive all the years there. It shows that, yes, life can survive on Mandalore. So uh, it could be it could be interesting, but I would have liked to see a it's little like, bit uh... more mystery in what the planet was like it's like wally yeah kind of kind of but you know i guess i guess you could say it was like that but i would have oh. i would have liked to seen a few flashbacks in the episode of what it was like before it was destroyed like it was what would you give it out of a 10 uh, I would say this was probably a seven. And I will say I will agree with you. I gave last episode an eight, but I would give this one a seven. I The world building, I think, is really, really nice. I think that uh, John Favreau deserves a raise. Whatever he is getting, and he's not getting paid enough because this is the best Star Wars that we've had in a long time. Oh no, and, it, and I agree. It is the best Star Wars we've had in a long time. But like I said, I would have liked to seen it visually shown a bit more, rather than just you know the wide shots of the city underground, kind of wrecked and destroyed. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, but I do. I do have to say, you know what? I've seen the Mandalorian fighters on screen. We saw them in the Clone Wars. We saw them on this well, uh, this episode. I think that's a cool looking ship. I wish somebody made a, would make a model of it. Because <laughs> I would definitely snatch one up. Um, but I had problems with it. Uh, to me, it felt more like filler episode. I just felt like nothing really happened for me. Uh, I, I wish more would have happened in this episode. And maybe that's kind of what you're saying in a way that maybe because i agree with you when he was like looking at the planet 
and he was kind of showing Grogu, you know, oh, well, that's the planet oh, that, that I they, lived on. Macy, I don't think it was filler because I wish they had expanded it more. I think I, they, I do. I they moved the timetable up too much to say, okay, he's gotten to it. He's gotten he's gotten rebaptized, if for lack of a better term, I guess. Um, that happened too quickly. I thought. No, yeah, that did happen too quickly. No, my point was he was captured. He tells Grogu go get Bo-Katan. He gets him. She frees him. All that stuff that went on, I just don't think needed to happen. You know, it, it that to me is when it's filler. Is that, uh, and I think that they're they're elevating Bogotan a little too much. I like the character. Don't get me wrong. And I wish the two of them would get married, which we will never see with the current state of Disney because they want to make it as though, again, you know, the genders are are equal and that there should be no, you know husband wife sort of relationship between two characters well, i think they would be great together you know yeah. what i was thinking i was thinking that um didn't, oh, you getting... <laughs> didn't she get what she wanted though that when she was fighting that uh general grievous light droid and that was a that was a cool droid too i like oh, that droid. yeah i would like to know a little bit more about him you know, but now that he's dead, who cares? But I would have liked to gotten a little bit of more of a backstory about if he's organic, how did he manage to live Whoa. all this time? And but, but I think there's more of him. But that little that grievous light, I'll call him, as opposed to baby grievous. Um, grievous light had beaten the Mandalorian. So that means he was now in possession of the Darksaber. Hmm. Yeah, I thought about that too. By her defeating him and getting a hold of the dark saber, doesn't that mean she's now won it in combat? Yeah, it's like Harry Potter, you know, with the well, wand. Yeah, it could, like kind of, uh, I guess. But or does she have to? Def is the rule that she has to defeat whoever's holding the dark saber? Yeah, it, it just seems. I wonder if it's one of those technicality things, like yeah. yeah, well, she picked it up and used it in the fight, but that doesn't mean she won it. Yeah, but I agree with you. I I would have thought that maybe he would have said something like, "Well, now the dark saber is yours," you know. But yeah, I actually expected him to say, "You know what? It's all yours," because he offered it to her before and she wouldn't take it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but now that the fact, you know. She just saved his ass that, uh, you know, he'd kind of say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you, you, you earned it this time. You can't just, you can't fight with me about taking it. You know, I wanted you to take it before you said no. Now you saved me and you used it. Now it's yours. Like it or not, it's yours. You, congratulations. You're now the queen of Mandalore, <laughs> which is what she's always wanted anyway. Yeah. But what I, what annoys me about her is what is she she just sits on like a throne and she just looks out the window all day <laughs> i yeah. know i know is, that that's what got me in the first episode of this is that her life it's like it's like she doesn't have a tv she doesn't go to some bar or anything like that she's just pissed it's like i'm sitting on this throne don't bring me any food i don't want any phone calls <laughs> it reminded me of i don't know if you remember the old fedex commercial there was an old FedEx commercial that was, it opened up 
with a delivery guy in France and he's singing a, sitting in a cafe just like she was on the throne and he's like bardam I am filled with bardam with these packages you know like that's exactly what her sitting on the throne reminded me of yeah she doesn't, have a, she doesn't have a bad gig you know I'm sure she's got a lot of money she's got a lot of people under no, her well that was the point everybody left once was like no you're sorry you're not the queen really you were kind of disappointed in you so see ya you know so she got this big palace with nobody in it but a couple of droids I'd but still she's got a big palace <laughs> build a gym you know <laughs> there's so many things she could do and it's just like i'm just gonna sit here pissed off and just look into space out the exactly. window. um and then uh, I don't like R do R five D four. I don't Is like that the, the droid from Star Wars. I I don't know. I don't think so because I think it was, if I recall, I think it was R two D four. No, that that is an R five droid. But I I don't remember it. I don't remember if it had designation in the Star in Star Wars. It could be. It, it very much. It could be. It does look like one of the droids from Star Wars, but I don't know. But anyway, I just didn't like that she customized his ship to to fit R five in it. It just does. It's just like, what are you going to put a U all on the back of that eventually? Yeah, it, but that's the thing is that that's a droid slot. She customized it so Groku could have he, a little room of his own there. No, but no, he he's got his little room, and then she customized it even more because she said that she goes, "Well, I'm going to work on it to basically, you know, for free. I'll I'll do something where I can put a spot in for him." I, I just don't like that. Um, I have to say, I I do like that character an awful lot. So so what's the deal? So was it was it IG Eleven? Um, that's, that's where he was going for the parts for. Right. Uh, so is he done with him now that he's got RD five, uh, R five D four? Well, he can't get the parts to fix the, uh, IG so they 11. Just, so they just dropped that storyline. I, I guess. I don't know. I like that. I like that though. That's see, that turns me on, you know, like, cause that's very unexpected and I can't picture Disney ever doing that. I hope we never see IG 11 again. I mean, it was interesting, but if she basically said, there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to get you parts for IG-11, just take this droid, you'll be better off with him. And he continues with that. I I'm happy with that. That's I think that's very well written. Now, I uh, I thought he wanted IG-11 back to be a, be a uh, bodyguard for Groku. I didn't realize he wanted it back to be a, uh, you know, someone to look out for trouble in the mines. Yeah, you said Spelunker, you know, which I yeah, guess. Yeah, Spelunker. But I, I I didn't think that was the reason he wanted IG-11 back. I th thought he wanted IG-11 back to be a uh, I, I don't party know. Roku, but I don't know. I, I didn't see that. I, I just thought it, it was like people liked IG-11. Let's bring him back. You know? I did like IG-11. I wouldn't mind seeing him back. I, I liked him, too. It's too bad that they killed him off. But it's like I'm fine that they just like. Oh well, screw it. We tried. We can't put them together anymore. 
we'll just move on. Um, because Grogu, also R5 is strictly there as played for comic relief. Yeah, he's comic relief. Yeah, he looks, you know? he's kind of like a coward droid. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure if I like it or not. Um, I mean, that's why that's part of the reasons why I didn't enjoy it is the first episode as much as the first episode. Grogu, he still annoys the hell out of me because it's like, if he can understand the Mandalorian again, you know, and he says, go get Bo-Katan. And he's able to, to leave the cave and do all these things and get on the ship and communicate with R5 and all that stuff. He can talk, you know. I think he's playing, you know, the Mandalorian so that he changes his diapers and that he breastfeeds him and whatever the hell else he does to him. You know, because it's like he should be able to talk by now. I, I, that kid just, I mean, I know it's, he's there for the kids, but he kind of annoys me. Um, I was thinking, too, does he just have one outfit? I mean, it's got to stink. Well, Obi-Wan Kenobi was hanging out in the desert with the same robes on for God knows how long. You know, he, he might <laughs> have a clock. I think, I think that's one of those questions of maybe Joe Ogerty is thinking a little too much. <laughs> he might have had a closet like Pee Wee Herman, you know, had the same suit, just uh, different versions. So, you know, a <laughs> hundred versions. No, yeah, a hundred of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, I I hope it gets better. I I do like Bo-Katan. Don't get me wrong and everything, but I think that she's just there to kind of show. It's like, see, females are just as good, if not better, than male Mandalorians. Um, I, I just hope that the story moves a little better. Well, like I said, I thought it wrapped up a few things a little too quickly. I would like to see more like uh, the one scene with those... Uh, Oh, this is like all I could think of Morlock. was like the Morlocks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I thought the Morlocks. Um, they weren't very well designed. No, but we saw them once. We didn't need to see them pop up a couple of other times. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, it doesn't, uh, I mean, it definitely seemed like it was ripping off Lord of the Rings. No, I thought it was ripping off the time machine, but, you know. No, I mean with the Mines of Moria, the Mines of, the mines of Mandalore. Not maybe that's why they, they rushed it. They didn't want any unfair comparisons being made. Too late. Too late. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's still it's the best thing on Disney Plus. Um, I just hope it gets a little better. And yeah. Well, so, so, I know so, you're not watching it, but this week's Bad Batch was really good. Was it really? Okay, maybe I'll take a look at it. It was really good. It gets I'll be selective. It gets more into, you know, the I guess I guess the only word to use is prejudice of the Empire feels for clones. Oh because yeah. Really, I mean, they had an episode back in the Clone Wars where there was this Jedi who was just thinking of the clones as cannon fodder. You know, even though they had their own personalities, they've been, you know, faithful and loyal. Um, 
But they are. I'm sorry, but that's what they were created for. Well, yeah, but as they develop personalities, you know, there were certain Jedi, like, you know, you can tell Obi-Wan and Anakin cared about the clones they knew that they that served with them. You know, they didn't treat them like throwaway stuff, you know. But this is this is even worse. This is like the Imperial officers are just like they're looking to send them out to die, not like it's an unfortunate uh, necessary evil that it if that they die. No, the Empire's sending them out hoping they die. Is it the regular clones or the bad batch? These are regular clones. This is how regular clones are taught, are are regarded. You know, they're you know, they're not human, they're not worth anything, you know, but well, you know, we've known I, they are very human in their, you know, personalities, their feelings. Until that Order 66 gets uh, initiated. Right. But like I said, this is after 66. So the droids are, I mean, the clones are back to normal, basically. But, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Empire side on this one. Well, but like I said, here it is. This And this is a Crosshairs episode. The other guys aren't in it. And if I don't know if you were watching it long enough to know that, you know, like he chose to stay loyal to the Empire because to him, you know, he served the Republic. The Republic turned into the Empire. So he serves the Empire and he stayed with them out of loyalty. And man, they just treat him like crap, you know, and he start he's starting to realize it now. Oh, what the uh, the sharpshooter? Yeah, yeah. So sniper. Yeah, the the sniper guy. Yeah. But like I said, I thought it was, it was just a really well. I real hope he episode. I hope he doesn't turn good, but because uh, he is well, a good villain. But once again, you know what? This is the way redemption arc, redemption should work. You know, it's like when we saw in Tales of the Jedi, how when Dooku made that fall to the dark side, you could almost understand why he did. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because but the Jedi were just jerks to him and the people that they were supposed to be protecting, you know, and he saw that. Now we're seeing how, you know, Crosshairs is starting to understand that, you know, whatever he felt for the Republic. The Empire is not the Republic by any means at all. Well, and my point is that I, I would rather see his storyline go where, all right, he turns against the Empire, but he doesn't go back to his brothers. You know, he doesn't like them either. He's just, you know, a lone person that just hates everything. And he may, he may, he may well be, but uh, he doesn't have that. let's just say he may be developing empathy on why his brothers turned away from the empire. He understands yeah. it, you know, I, I because, like I said, he's there and he meets, he meets other clones and these clones are loyal to each other. The way his brothers were loyal to each other, you know, <laughs> and because they're the only two clones there, 
you know, they're forced together to go on this mission to be go get kills together. I just so, pictured like it. Like I said, as, it was a pretty good episode. You may want to uh, check it out. I just picture it as he doesn't get as big a piece of pie after dinner as, as someone that's uh, an Imperial officer and he's pissed off. Oh, no, this this isn't not getting a slice of pie. This is like being sent to the worst, worst part of the south side of Chicago in the baddest part of town and being told, bring me back a slice of pie. And you're not getting any. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> bring me back bad, bad Leroy Brown. Exactly. You're going to go get trashed by Leroy Brown. You know, all right. But you better bring that pie back to me. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into the March madness. Okay. Into the March madness. This is the worst performance in a superhero movie. Okay, our first contestant for tonight. We got 16 to go through. Who's this, Jack? Pepper Potts, played by the always delightful and enchanted Gwyneth Paltrow. All right. And the, uh, I'm trying to pull this up right. I think I got, nope. There we go. Who's this? By Dr. Doom, Julian McCannon. You know who that one is, right? That's Doc Doom from... Jessica Alba. The Jessica Alba movies. Yeah. Why do you think that was Michael Fassbender? No. I get those two guys confused. I don't even know. I only know him from Doctor Doom, and I barely know him at all. Um, well, I, I happen to like him. You know... And he's not the problem with those movies. <laughs> um, except that, you know, material they're forced to work with. But as for general dislike, I would have to say Gwyneth Paltrow stays in the competition. Uh, yeah, I wish Frederick was here. <laughs> Ready, we're getting all stuck. I can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts just because she comes off as arrogant. And when I used to read the comics, Pepper was never arrogant. She was cute. She was sweet. She was smart. You know, she was almost like Tony Stark's babysitter at times. But I think we're seeing more Gwyneth Paltrow than we are Pepper Potts in the movie. And I can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Dr. Doom, he was in two movies. Uh, the movies were not that great. He is not the best Doctor Doom. I didn't see the other one with Michael B. Jordan in it and what that Doctor Doom was like. Um, so I can't judge those two. Uh, I I'll go with you, Jack, with Pepper Potts. Because... Yeah, I, you know what? I, the problem was the material he had to work with. I mean, and I've said, I, long-time listeners know, you know, my problem with those Fantastic Four movies is, once again, Doctor Doom was not a good villain. Doctor Doom does not cry about the board of directors voting him out of his own company. Doctor mm -hmm. Doom does not shoot a missile. You know, does not shoot a bazooka at the Baxter building. He takes the whole Baxter building and throws it into orbit and then has it explode. That's what Dr. Doom does. He doesn't walk around with a bazooka. Well, hopefully we'll see yeah. the next Dr. Doom do that. Exactly. I hope we see a good Dr. Doom 
coming in the MCU because he's got to make he's got to come along somewhere, and I would be surprised if he doesn't displace Kang as the ultimate. Oh, dad. definitely. Oh, he will when he finally comes. He is going to be the top of the heap for sure. Exactly because I mean, hell, Kang's crowning achievement is t the time traveling he does because he found his ancient ancestor Doom's time machine. You know, so out of all the stuff Kang has done, it all came from finding his great, 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 great grandpappy's invention. Yeah. So, like I said, Doom, you can't top him. He's the ultimate Marvel villain. Okay, let's move on here. One of your favorites. Look, I won't even say the name. Katie Aquafina from Shang-Chi and the legend of the Nine Rings. I don't care who you pull out. She's got to stay in the competition. I might have to use my veto. For me, she might, she might, she might sweep the whole thing. For Jared Leto, a Joker. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because. Well, you know what? It's a tough one because I dislike him, the actor. Jared Leto, I don't go for all this this baloney of, oh, I have to get into the, the spirit of the part. You know, uh, let's see, I'm playing Michael Morbius, and he's a sickly man trying to find something. So I'm going to be in a wheelchair and force everybody to cater to my imaginary uh, disability, which I think he should be called out on for pretending to be disabled to get into character mode or acting like crazy psychotic because he's playing the Joker. So therefore I must terrorize everybody on the set. Even well, with that, again, the criteria that nonsense going on, I still would leave Aquafina in the competition because I just dislike, I dislike her. I dislike her character in, Shang-Chi. I'm disappointed that they couldn't find anybody else to be in the Dracula Dracula movie Renfeld, but her. Oh, she's in that, part. really. She's in that. Oh my god. Like, but what did she play Renfeld? You know what? She's she's probably going to be, you know, the super person who saves, you know, she's gonna take on Dracula and probably kill him kill him you know but even her character you know pulling off a shot that hawkeye mm. the main marksman in the mcu who never misses she's going to take a shot that he would be lucky to take after holding a bow and arrow for a couple of days like no i just i just dislike her too much to say to to not leave her in the competition, even well, though Jared Leto is a total jerk. I again, you have to look at the criteria here. And for me, the Joker is a more impactful character than Katie, who's like she could be a one and done character for all we know. Joker was in a couple of movies. Well, kind of, um, kind of. <laughs> I, uh, I I. I think that he 
his he had a worse performance than she did because again i've seen her way worse than than her performance in uh shang chi jared leto's joker was probably the worst joker we've ever seen and just the design of the character was a mess and yeah true and he's a jerk you know it's just i i would go with joker so you know what i'll do I'll use my veto to keep the Joker in. Yes, use your veto now already. Use it now. now. Okay. I I haven't read this. Who's this guy? Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord. You remember what that one was from? 1984. Yeah. Versus... The national treasure known as Kristen Wig. Same movie. Same movie. Well, you know who I'm gonna say. And you know who I'm gonna say. I don't know who you're gonna say. Are you kidding? I mean, realistically. Chris yeah. Kristen Wig, even as the cheetah, you know, I like the fact that she of course she played, you know nearly one of her SNL characters in the beginning as, you know, the nerdy girl in the office who, you know, of course, idolizes Gal Gadot. But even when she gets the cheetah powers and she's kind of like taking on Diana in the White House, you know, she has a sort of swagger to her that she fits the character. Maxwell Lord, uh, they, they, Maxwell Lord isn't like a used car salesman. He's like, he's, you know who they should have had as Maxwell Lord and given the better material? The Purple Man in the Jessica uh, Jessica Jones series. That was Doctor Who? That was David Tennant. That's how Maxwell Lord should have been. Just a conniving, manipulative piece of work and that's not what we got what we got was a uh some this wasn't very good man boy looking for approval from his son you know when he could have just done so much more and he just could have been a just being a better person he didn't need to go through what he did and once again Maxwell Lord was irredeemable in the comics. You know, he he flat out told Wonder Woman, like, well, if you don't kill me, I'm going to have Superman just go and destroy everybody you care and love in the world. So you don't have a choice because he didn't think Wonder Woman had the... Uh... All right. So not, not to... Kill him. So, like I said, because Maxwell Lord's character was so ill-written and the actor had no choice but to go along with the script and the direction by Patty Jenkins, I have to leave Pedro Pascal in the competition, which is not a problem for me because I think Kristen Wiig is wonderful. I do. Well, I'm not going to overcomplicate things. And I can't. St- veto. 
Yeah, and I've already used the veto, exactly. So I can't so use it. This on one's got to be a tie. So Kristen Wiig, I can't stand her. I really can't. I don't understand why anyone feels that she's talented at all. She's I don't think she's talented. attractive. No, she is not talented at all. She ruins movies. Like I said, I'm not going to mention all the movies that she's been in. But She, she may not them. be at Gal Gadot, but she's not like put she's a, a curse over her head. She's a curse. She's a living curse. She is. <laughs> no, every movie that she comes in, it's like, well, let's do a sequel. You know, let's do a sequel to Anchorman. She's in it, the movie bombs. Let's do a sequel to Zoolander. She's in it, the movie bombs. Ghostbusters, in it, the movie bombs. She's just horrible. She's just, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know I cannot, who's casting her in all these movies. She's just friggin' horrible. I cannot agree with that in the least, but I think she's But good. I will say that, you know, as bad as she was, she wasn't an impactful character. And probably his character was worse, Maxwell Lord, than Cheetah. I guess her costume was okay. Um, so I'm not well, gonna. I like her before. I think I didn't like the when she went full on cheetah. I I think I think that's one of the cases. It was too much CGI. I don't know. I I just think she sucks. You know, but I can't use that as an excuse to basically put her con continue her into the competition. All right. Next one. Venom, Toll for Grace. Okay. Versus Bulldog Corey Stall. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> well, I enjoyed their take on Modoc in Quantum Mania. I because that was so unexpected, you know, and Modoc is such a ridiculous looking character. The fact that they made that they put Modoc in there and the way they designed it with, you know, <coughs> literally him as a big giant head with tiny little arms and legs. Well, I, that's what he is. That's what he is. I, that's what I'm saying. The whole design of the character three ages has just been ridiculous. Um, which is why I would have to say Topher Grace would have to stay in his Venom. Um, only because I... Spider-Man 3, it's very easy to hate on with some good reason. Um, we saw an Eddie Brock, but we, he's not the Eddie Brock that we know from the comic books. Instead of... Eddie Brock was a guy who got... Sold, sold on a story, and he went with it. Unfortunately, it was a bad story for him. It wasn't the true story. It wasn't the truth, and that ruined his career. Uh, Topher Grace's Eddie Brock was a weasel, and he got caught in his lie, and he got called out on it, and that destroyed him. Um, so I, I, I happen to like Topher Grace. I think he is talented. I've liked him in other things um, besides that 70s show where he's gotten a start on. I think he shows some range, but um, Spider-Man 3 just wasn't very good. So I would say to leave Topher Grace in there. Um, I'll agree with you because, again, when you look at the characters, Venom is more iconic than MODOK. MODOK is a throwaway character. By them ruining Venom and by 
uh, part of it had to do with the casting. I, I think if if they would have cast a, a better actor, a bigger in size actor, you know, to play against Peter Parker, you know, make it more like the comic books. I have no idea why they chose him. I mean, other than the, I do, because I think I remember Sam Raimi saying that I wanted him to be more like Peter Parker, you know, physically. But that's not Venom. You know, Eddie Brock was never, you know, or Peter was never Eddie's equal physically. He was much bigger. He was a weightlifter, you know, and that's not Topher Grace. I did not like Topher Grace. And he didn't even have blonde hair. Maybe he did. Was Eddie Brock a weightlifter before he went wrong with the Sin Eater? I always thought that, like, uh, he may have, possible. He may have been could in be right. shape, but he like went kind of right. with working out to kind of get rid of some of the anger issues, and it just didn't quite work out well. For but him. he still was bigger than Peter. Oh yeah, he was still bigger than Peter. And I, I think that he needs to have like a a threatening look, even when he's, especially when he. Well, again, he died early in the Spider-Man series at the end of uh, Spider-Man Three. So we never got to see him again, but I would have liked to see him, that scene where he, he meets uh, Aunt May while she's doing laundry outside. Oh, yeah. Can Peter come out and play? And he's like this big threatening guy, and Peter's trying to push him away, and he can't. You know, I would have liked to have seen something like that, and I couldn't imagine Topher Grace pulling that off because I'm pretty sure he's smaller than Tobey Maguire. I just don't like him so yeah i'm gonna go with you uh cory style like the design of modok was awful i mean even like the special effects that marvel did for it I, I, it was half ass it was very half ass i don't think there is a way to do a good job of modok no but they do freaky a character they even said they they cheaped out on the design because you know of the budget or whatever or you know the visual effects artists just couldn't get it right. It was awful. All right, let's move on. Let's move on here. Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, okay. Versus. This is a tough one. Wanda Elizabeth Olsen. It's a tough one because they're not really that bad. They're, they're really not bad. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen... I think she's only gotten better as she's gone along. Um, I think her her range improved. I know you didn't like it, but I think her acting range got much better in WandaVision. And then in Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse, I thought she was great. So um, Margot Robbie, however, I think she's also very talented. but I'm not that big of a Harley Quinn fan. So I would have to say Margot Robbie gets to stay in it because I don't think anybody could have made the material she's had to work with really work. Um, And like I said, and I just think Elizabeth Olsen has just gotten better as she's gone along, gone along. I think Sam Raimi really knew how to get the most out of her. Um, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, I just think she was miscast. I Because 
I know I sound horrible for saying this. I think Wanda should be beautiful, stunning. And Elizabeth Dolson is just very plain. And I, I think they could have gotten a, a sexier actress to play her. I would have, I think I would have appreciated a sexier actress over a good actress playing the role. Um, but she did really knock it out of the park in the multiverse of madness when she became bad. I, I really liked her when she became a villain, but she's just not my, my Wanda, my Scarlet Witch from the comics. Harley Quinn, I'm just sick of. I just wish that they'd kill her off in the comics and we never see her again because they just overdid her. You know, it's oversaturating the but market. But then again, just... I, love her. I love the Harley Quinn show, the cartoon. Well, yeah, you can keep that, but I'm just saying that it's just too much. Uh, Margot Robbie, and she's another one. I don't understand the fascination with her. She always gets nominated for these Academy Awards. I don't think she's very good. She's okay, but I think that they, like, I think she's average at best, but they try to make her like she's Kate Blanchett and she's not. Um, again, she's an okay actress, but I think that she gets way too much credit than what she deserves. And I just hope we never see, well, this Harley Quinn anyway. I don't want to see Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn either, but we're going to be stuck with Harley Quinn, Quinn for a while. Uh, until someone uh, they've, they've built her into one of the most popular characters. And I say yeah. that literally they've built her up to be because DC pushed the heck out of her, you know, but it's, but it's funny. Cause like in the beginning, when she started in Batman, the animated series, she had the Harlequin outfit. Right. And it was cool. You know, it was fun. And then they turned her into a real slut, you know, in the comics, in the movies, and then things changed. Yeah, you know, things like, definitely changed. They're like, how dare you portray her looking like that? And so she became a different character. I, I'm just tired of the character altogether. Uh, I did like her in Batman the Animated Series. It's probably my favorite role. But I would say, uh, so who are you keeping in? You're keeping in Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Margot. Yeah, in the I'm going to keep her in there too. Because and the thing is, I I like her, but like I said, it's the material she had to work with. I, I I just think they're giving it too much stuff. And like, did you see Once Upon a Time in in, uh, in America? No, I haven't. It's a good movie, but she doesn't even speak in that damn movie. I think she got nominated for an Oscar. I, she might have said like maybe three words, like "Can you take my picture." They just give her, you know, they give her way too much credit than what she deserves. Okay. Well, I li I liked her in um, Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Street. I also liked her in Whiskey, was it Whiskey Foxtrot Tango? I didn't see that one. She was in it with Tina Fey, and I thought she was pretty good in that as well. Um, I try, if I see her name, I try to avoid her movies because I just think, Okay, they're, they're pushing like, it through. I like, think I think she I think she's good, but she's she's going to be I in the Barbie movie. She had to work with. You know, the next movie is the Barbie movie. It's like, uh, and I just can't see it. Can't see it. Anyway, who's this, Jack? Harry Osborn, Dane DeHaan, uh, from the Amazing Spider-Man Two, versus Zendaya. This one's easy for me. 
it's it's the Green Goblin. That guy from he may be a good actor in other things, but you know what? From what from the moment he appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 2, it was like, why would a guy like Peter Parker be friends with just someone who just seems like such a unsavory sort and his voice is annoying too no but just all around there was just something that you know he was instantly unlikable and why would a kid who's supposed to be a good kid even though andrew garfield's peter parker was kind of a smart alecky uh more than toby mcguire's or our current spider-man tom holland um i can't I can't see why anybody would want to be friends with a jerk like Harry Osborn. James Franco was same thing. James Franco was a jerk, but he was a lovable jerk at least. He was, yeah. Um, but this guy, he just seemed all around unlikable. And I couldn't buy that Peter Parker would actually want to be friends with somebody like this. And then as the movie went on, he it he just got worse as the green goblin and not to mention the green goblin design when he went full goblin was just terrible as well so uh he wins it hands down for me zendaya grew on me a bit as mj wasn't my favorite at first but she kind of grew she grew on me i don't think she's terrible uh i do think she has a lot of talent to her um yeah, I think she just kept getting better as she played Mary Jane. So, um, don't it, call her Mary Jane. Well, she's MJ. MJ. I think she got better as she went along, uh, and I didn't think she was that terrible to start with. So, uh, this was an easy for me. The Green Goblin stays in the competition. Yeah, Dane DeHaan, he's just so unlikable. Uh, like, first of all, it's, it's his voice. It sounds like he's got to blow his nose and he just doesn't blow it. Like he's got something stuck up there. You know? <laughs> um, it, his voice is just so annoying. And I like that movie, um, Valerian. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No, I haven't. But he's the lead in that. And he's so annoying. He ruins that movie just by being in it. You know, like he's supposed to be this suave, debonair, space ranger type. And he, you just don't buy it, you know, because he looks like someone you could beat the crap out of in a minute. And, but he comes off as so cocky that he slept with a hundred girls and um, he thinks he's so sexy. And, uh, and but, and it, again, it's his voice. His voice is just so annoying. Uh, you, you know, he has that look where you just want to punch him in the face. He's just not a likable actor. I don't know how he's getting all these roles. It's like I just somebody don't must it. like him somewhere. Somebody must like him, but I think, but they should learn by now. When you put him in these movies as a lead, specifically, you're going to lose money because he does not have a fan base, uh, and, and part of it could be the movies. But Valerian was pretty cool, uh, but I felt like he ruined it. You know, just by being in it. Zendaya, I just can't stand. You know, um, 
I just don't think she's a good actress. I've never seen seen her in anything good. Uh, you know, I think that they're pushing her on us, and she plays the same character in every single role that she has. She's like very soft spoken. They try to push her as a strong, brave, powerful woman. She's just very soft. You know, it's like like a librarian soft. Um, she's overly skinny. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a if that's a bad thing to say. And well, she is very she is very thin. But no, I I, I she's swear. one of the she's definitely one of those girls that you know again that I could put her forearm in my mouth and close down upon. You have to find a better metaphor. <laughs> that that just sounds that just sounds so wrong. You need a better metaphor. Well, that's my, well, what I'm, maybe I do need a better metaphor, but what I'm trying to say is that you need to eat a hamburger. You know, I know Hollywood tries to push girls to look skinny, but she's too skinny. You know, I think I could break her in half if I had to. Um, but again, I don't think she's a good actress. And well, I haven't seen her. She's supposed to be very good on that show was called oh well, yeah of course they gave her an emmy for that role i saw a little bit of it I, like sucks. i don't have that streaming service so yeah, why euphoria yeah i saw a little bit of it no it's the same she, she might as well just be playing mj it's the same thing it's her same character from dune she just sucks she's horrible you know she didn't have anything to do with dune well yeah but it's the, <laughs> I mean, well, the meat of that character is all in part two which i also don't understand why they didn't just film that back to back? I I don't know, but I, that, that seems that seems like dumb. But anyway. again, she 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 ruins that movie too. She's another one that by her she's like a Kristen Wiig by being in the, those movies. Except they go on to make a lot of money, and I think she's a Jezebel. I think that she's only with Tom Holland because she knows that it's a it's improving her career. She'll forever be Mary Jane. They will never kill her off. As a long Jezebel. as, yeah, she's a Jezebel, you know, <laughs> a skinny Jezebel. <laughs> oh, good grief! And and you know, like he's like like again when when Sony and Marvel were having problems, and he was like, please, 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 make up! I want to be Spider-Man in the Marvel universe, please. He's probably the same thing. It's like, well, we think we're gonna kill off MJ. Please, please don't kill her off. Please. Oh, I, I don't like him either. I'm surprised he's not on here because I picked all of these. Uh, I'm surprised his name hasn't come out yet. I, I mean, even though, you know, I had a veto and all that stuff, this is a tie. So I'm going to put her in there. Tie. Yeah, we'll have to get Fedra to make the final one. She's part of the wild card now. She's right. part of the wild card along with... Uh... All right. Well, who's who's this? Electro Jamie Fox. I don't think he belongs on that list. I, did you remember the second movie? Amazing yeah, but he redeemed himself in nowhere. No, he did not. No, he did not. Yeah, he did. Zachary Levy, Shazam. Oh, what are you trying to kill me here? Oh, that's a tough one for Jack. Okay, Jamie Fox is going. He's a, he's in the competition. Zachary Levy is, is a good guy. I like him. Plus, Shazam, I think, is one of the better. I 
DCU movies. And I say DCU because that means the current batch. We're not going back to Christopher Reeve and Michael Keaton. It's, it's Since the Snyderverse first reared its ugly head, I think Shazam is possibly the best movie. Shazam is mediocre at best. I I disagree. I enjoy it. I am very excited for Fury of the Gods. I am not going to see that movie, so you'll have to review it for. I will review it. Okay. Um, and no, if my, you didn't see it, you can't complain about my review. No, I can't. So there we go. Well, here's here's my problem. You know, and and it really doesn't have to do with him. It has to do with the fact that. I just don't like Shazam anymore. I liked it when he was an adult, when Billy Batson would say Shazam and an adult Shazam would come with an adult brain, but they changed that, I guess, in the the nineties or something like that. Yeah. like the nineties, that that's a change. That's like 30 years old, dude. I don't like it. You know, that he's got the mentality of a, yeah, but then again, like his a friend preteen boy, Tiger. what's that? Then again, his friend used to be a talking tiger back in those days. Well, I don't care about that because the, the main character was Shazam. They ruined the character Shazam by, by doing that. Because And what bothers me with Zachary Levi's performance is that he behaves less mature than the actual child that is playing Billy Batson. And he because just... He, he, I, now you see, that's the thing. He it is less mature. Because all that anxiety the kid has that carries the weight of the world, you know, on him as, you know, an orphan trying to fit in, you know, he's been unloved all his life. He's trying to fit in. He finally finds a family, but he doesn't know if this is going to last or not. All that anxiety goes away when he says that magic word and he's got these superpowers to just do whatever he wants that he can't help but be immature and like go to a head his head because he's still a kid but it still doesn't make any sense the wisdom of solomon how does he have the wisdom of solomon if he doesn't even know how to do math well math is intelligence not wisdom uh well i'm just saying he's just wisdom is knowing the right thing to do and doing what's best for people not being able to do calculus well, Shazam should still be smart, and he's not. Like, um, for example, Captain America is has wisdom. He doesn't have the intelligence. He's not like Tony Stark or Reed Richards or anything, but he has the wisdom to know the right thing to do for the most people when he's called upon. And that's the wisdom that Billy Baxton sees, the innate goodness he that just comes up as a child. I, I just think it's wrong if he's got but you, all these powers of the gods, you know. Well, but it, like I said, that doesn't make him mature. And, 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 he, and he, he wants Hercules. to go. He wants to, of Hercules. Yeah, that, that's fine. But but I'm just saying he, he gets these powers. What does he want to do? He wants to go and buy beer with his friend at a 7-Eleven and then get porn. That's not what I want to see. I'm sorry. But that's what... A that's what a kid no, would do don't. when he gets these things. Eventually, I think we'll see a more mature Shazam in this movie because he's had these powers for over a year. No, I he think looks like a, two years. Yeah, but he looks like an idiot in the trailers. Um, I'm just saying well, another part of my problem with Shazam 
the movie was i just felt it was very dark even the setting looked dark and shazam should be like superman should be very light colorful you know the surrounding and all that and also my other problem was the shazam family i think they they did that too quickly it oh, just... that 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 is my one my a bit of my one complaint with the movie that i would have liked to seen them roll out the extended family in the second movie but yeah. you know what it was it was a lot of fun like you said i liked shazam an awful lot i like zachary levi i thought his body of work as chuck on that show i thought he made a very good um oh my god i can't remember his name in thor i thought he was good in thor as oh why can't I, oh my god i can't was he was he one of the warriors three it was one of warriors three i can't believe i'm freezing on the name well because i'm tired better you than me i mean i don't remember the name either and fainier fainier i think um but i i thought he was good as that character even though they didn't give him much to do um they gave him nearly nothing to do in the third one kate blanchett like showed up he said who are you and she got stabbed <laughs> um no well wasn't was, wasn't it two different actors wasn't it two different actors uh that played yeah, that you character you replaced the guy from the first thor movie oh anyway but um uh, no sorry no, I, I mean, I'll agree with you. I'm going to put Electro in because I he was horrible and amazing. He was a horrible and amazing Spider-Man, but he was much better. No, he wasn't. Because thought. he was a completely different. Well, unless and someone Jamie tried Park, to... I think, is also just one of those super talented guys. I just don't get why. I disagree. I, th I think he's a, he's a great comedian. Like, I loved him in Living Color, and he's a great impressionist. But I, I think he's not the best actor. I mean... I mean, I, he got an Oscar for Ray. I didn't think it was that great a performance. You mean like Django Unchained? I like Django Unchained. I, yeah, he was good in that. But I'm just saying, I don't think. For, well, my problem with the uh, what was it? No, was it No Way Home? Uh, yeah, No Way yeah. Home. Is that he was too cool? <laughs> you know, he was he, too. He cool. was a total. That was a totally different character. Well, that's what they're saying. Max at the beginning of Amazing Spider-Man Two. But why wasn't the other ones? Uh, why wasn't the reptile? And why wasn't? Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not the reptile, lizard, and and Doc Ock and the Green Goblin. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I just think Jamie Fox wanted to play whoever he wanted to play. You know, it's like, well, I'm just going to play myself in this one. I'm tired of being a nerd character. From the previous one but anyway did, I, would you say that's how he wanted the character written i said that yeah yeah that's what i mean i i thought you had you had looked into that and oh no i i'm just assuming that's an oh. assumption oh i i thought you had had read that somewhere that he intentionally wanted Matt no i just i just nerdy I just, guy i i think it would have been more interesting if he was still nerdy you know and he lost his powers but but he was like you know, he's he, he just was so cool. Well, 
dumb, Jamie dumb, Fox dumb. looks like you're staying in the competition. Yep. Uh, who we got here? Judge Dredd, Sylvester Stallone, okay? Versus... Last one. Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man. Mystique, Jennifer Lawrence? I thought she was awful. I thought she was okay in the first one, but she stayed around too long. No, I thought she was good in, in the three movies. I, I felt that it took a hit because they made her the star of the franchise. Um, well, one of the main stars. I mean, the, the singer movies, you have to you have to know those three characters were the main focus of it. Xavier, Magneto, and her. Those were the top three in those movies. Well, it wasn't a singer one, so. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Vaughn directed the ones that she was in. Oh, the Matthew Vaughn. Not, sorry. Um, where with Brian Singer, it was Wolver much more Wolverine in the mix. Um, I liked her. I thought she was pretty good. Um, Stallone is Judge Dredd. Uh, I think Carl Urban did it better. Yes. Uh, so, Sylvester Stallone, my vote is to leave you in the competition and let the lovely and talented Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I love lines. I love me some Rocky and I love me some Rambo, but that Judge Dredd was awful. And, you know, the cardinal sin that he does, that what they do in the MCU he took off his helmet immediately, you know, and uh, Carl Urban never took off his helmet. I'm surprised they never got a follow up to that movie. Because that, that was that was a good movie. And that was, you know, it was just action all the way through. That was one of those movies where I think <coughs> it had a Excuse bigger me. following once it was on demand. You know, I don't think it did well in the box office, but word of mouth started to spread that, you know, it was a decent movie. I didn't like the villain in there. Like I, she was the one from uh, 300, you know, the, the wife of uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah. The one that was in uh, game of Thrones. Well, I didn't see what's game of Thrones. Uh, Headley. Uh, yeah. Lena, Lena Headley. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like because she she had her whole face was scarred and it looked so real. Uh, and again, she's beautiful. I would I would have liked to seen her unscarred. Yeah, but, but once again, that 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 movie did a lot of world building that you saw. What a what a terrible world to grow up in. That you know, it's like you li you literally live in an apartment building that's a cube that keeps you locked in and contained. And then for the sheer, sheer horror of being somebody who has to go in there and fight their way through this entire cube of. And she was, she was the law people. I forget what the villain's name was, but she was the law inside that, uh, that huge right. complex. Um, but yeah, he did a great judge dread. He read the comics. You could tell like he knew what the character was all about. And so the director, of course, but, uh, Right. Yeah, the one with Salone, I don't know what the hell that was. Uh well, was the, we, we have we have Sylvester Stallone. Let's put him in a movie that Sylvester Stallone fans will like, not necessarily based on the material. 
And it's kind of weird because Judge Dredd really wasn't super popular back then, too. That they would... Well, he had... I think he had his following, but then once you came along with Lobo as kind of the same character with superpowers, that kind of... Judge Dredd was way more popular in England and Europe, I would say. Um, yeah, I think he was. Well, wasn't he English? Wasn't yeah, that the, was like the writers English based comics, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. You know, it was kind of fun to to watch. I would like to see a sequel with Judge Death. You know, Who? well, his villain, the big villain, was Judge Death with uh, Judge Dredd. I, I don't I don't remember all that much. I just remember they had a team up of him and Batman once that was kind of oh yeah they, they were kind, kind of wild. I know I and I have that. I, I like that. Um I like the artwork. Yeah, Judge Drive was the usual jerk self. You know, resting Batman, just working with him temporarily so he can get his job done, but then he was gonna <laughs> sentence him to to death or whatever the hell. Um, yeah, and I think it was, I, I could be wrong. It might've been the Joker and, and judge death with the with the main ones, main villains. Anyway. So, uh, that's it. All right. So going into the next round, it's Venom, Topher Grace. It is Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow, Katie Aquafina. <laughs> Pedro Pascal, Maxwell Lord, Harry Osborn, Dane DeHaan, uh, Judge Dredd, Sylvester Stallone, Joker, Jarrett Leto, MJ Zendaya, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, and last but not least, Electro, Jamie Foxx. There's still a lot of people in this because we kept we were using we missed Fedra for this one. We used vetoes. Uh, we're gonna have to whittle them out next week. And you know, it's funny how we have some really popular actors and actresses <laughs> in this in this pool of uh, worst people on film. And these are the ones that I've seen, like because uh, I didn't see Catwoman. We know with Halle Berry, but I'm sure if I did, she would be in in it. You know, she probably would be because a lot. I I didn't see that movie either, so I don't know how bad it is. But it's just one of those movies that's always seems to be held up as the standard for a terrible movie. Did you ever see Steel? I've never. I've caught bits and pieces of it. I've never seen it all the way through. Yeah, me too. Because that was in the crop of movies that would always sort of be on TNT or TBS. Yeah, exactly, TNT. Before, before the Snyderverse and uh, the Marvel movies seemed to take it over. Like, it, it, it's just so funny. On the weekends, you can always catch a, Mar a Marvel movie, a DC movie, or Star Wars on that those stations, TBS and uh, TNT faithfully. Doesn't matter what weekend it is, you know. And sometimes you might catch a Harry Potter, but for the most part, you'll always be able to see 
a Marvel, DC, or Star Wars movies on those three channels. Mm -hmm. Those two channels. Yeah. Yeah, but if I would have seen Steel, I'm sure he would have been on there too. But, uh, oh well. All right, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me an email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. Check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 9. So until next time, see you. Good night, all, and be good to each other. <laughs> <laughs>